0: hello boxing fans around the world thank you once again for joining us on another episode of talking fight where we are talking the olympics and in this instance we're talking about boxing at the olympics to be held this july in tokyo what do you got for us today christian Uh, Well, Graham, we actually do have some big news coming out of uh, the IOC in Tokyo today. Vaccine developers Pfizer and BioNTech are going to be donating doses to inoculate athletes and officials preparing for the Tokyo Olympics. Uh, This is according to the IOC released a statement today. Delivery of doses is set to begin this month to give Olympic delegations time to be fully vaccinated with a second shot before arriving in Tokyo for the Games, which are going to be opening on July the 23rd. Now, this is, you guys will remember, this is the, uh, the second major vaccination deal for the International Olympic Committee. An agreement was announced back in March between the IOC and the uh, Olympic officials in China to buy and distribute Chinese vaccines ahead of the Tokyo Games, as well as next year's Beijing Winter Games. So the new Pfizer offer is going to give the IOC greater coverage worldwide ahead of Tokyo, with, as most countries have yet to authorize emergency use of the Chinese vaccines. So IOC President Thomas Bach said in a statement, we are inviting athletes and participating delegations of the upcoming Olympics and Paralympic Games to lead by example and accept the vaccine where and when possible. So the Pfizer donation followed talks between the firm's chairman and CEO, Albert uh, Bourla and Japanese Prime Minister Yoshida Suga. Pfizer said in a statement, following this conversation, the Japanese government had a meeting with the International Olympic Committee, and now the donation plan has been realized. The IOC has gone on to say that any vaccination program must be done in accordance with each country's vaccination guidelines and consistent with local uh, regulations. Now, it should be noted though that the IOC China vaccine deal though, which I believe is missing from this deal, includes two doses being made available to the general public for each dose received by an Olympian or a participant in the Olympics. So they're trying to stem any of the controversy that's arising from the thoughts of uh, Olympians taking, uh, you know, getting preferential treatment or getting the jab before other people, for example. So the Chinese deal at least takes that into account and is making more vaccines available to the general public for everything that they do give to the athletes. But all in all, good news coming out of Japan, as we do have a vaccine now that is widely been. Uh, accepted and passed them through regulation in multiple countries now is going to be made available to uh, olympic athletes so good news all over that especially for the people of japan who are going to be welcoming all these people into tokyo so hopefully we're going to see the vast majority uh being vaccinated than other Olymp- not other national olympic committees taking them up on this offer now i know you know things like you know the aussies the kiwis ourselves the brits we all are, already have our own vaccine plans in place but I think this is going to go a long way to help out some athletes in uh, more developing countries. So good news there. Moving on though from uh, from Pfizer, the Jordanian amateur boxing association has been disbanded. Tuesday, the uh, Jordanian Olympic committee uh, was informed that a number of the members of the board of directors of the Jordanian amateur boxing association had submitted their resignations. So this led to the loss of legal quorum of the board of directors, and based on the relevant laws, must now be disbanded. According to uh, the Jordan Olympic Committee, uh, sorry, accordingly, the Jordan Olympic Committee formed a temporary committee to manage the uh, Jordanian Amateur Boxing Association. The temporary committee includes His Royal Highness, Prince Mohammed Abbas bin Ali as the chairman, His Excellency Syed Jaber as vice president, and in addition, Basil Al-Shair, Ketem, I, and Zaid Abu Saud as members. So notably, the temporary committee is going to be taking over the investigation process in relation to the death of the young Jordanian boxer Rashid Al-Swissat. Um, and the committee will also be looking to supervise the plan to prepare the national team, which is going to include five athletes for the upcoming Olympics. And finally, the committee will also manage the, just the day-to-day affairs of the uh, Amateur Association. So. Whether this is going to turn into more transparency or less transparency when it comes to the investigation into the death of Rashid Del Saizet waits to be seen. Um, so whether this is them quieting it down, and that's why these resignations came about all at once, or whether this are, these guys are just stepping down because this had taken place, and they're putting in new people to uh, kind of just take tally of what they, what's what been going on. I'm not sure yet, but we'll be keeping an eye on this. And if any uh, anything else relevant comes about from it, we'll let you guys know for sure. But moving back into Olympic boxing, as we like to do from time to time and checking in with our friends in India who have been just embattled in just COVID nonsense for some time now. Um, <clears throat> sorry, I just noticed a question coming in from Big T. Uh, So, uh, Big T had a question regarding vaccinations, uh, and does that mean they're going to have to take it or will they have the choice of uh, Olympic Committee? This is, uh, at no point in time has Tokyo 2020 uh, Organizing Committee said that vaccines are going to be mandatory, even according to the most recent version of the playbook uh no they are not making uh, mandatory vaccinations uh the thought behind not making vaccinations mandatory was the feeling that it would discriminate against underdeveloped countries whose rollouts not, aren't necessarily as far along as you know ourselves or the brits or our people like that and they felt that would be right. discriminatory so they're doing their best to hold socially distance games and that's why they have the increased testing uh, as well as you're going to have to provide two, uh, two back-to-back tests within 96 hours of leaving for Tokyo, a test when you get to Tokyo, and daily testing once you're in Tokyo and throughout the course of the Games. But they will not be making them mandatory. Uh, different national Olympic committees will be having their own uh, rules and regulations on this. So, for example, they haven't, but for example, the Canadians might say, we're making it mandatory for our athletes to be vaccinated. Again, they haven't done that. But a National Olympic Committee might say something along those lines, but nothing actually coming from Tokyo. And as far as I'm aware, there's no uh, there's no preference given to uh, the Chinese vaccines over Pfizer from the Olympic level, at least, or from the International Olympic Committee level. The only place where we see that is in localized rollouts. For example, I don't believe any of the Chinese vaccines have been Uh, approved for use in Canada and the Canadian Olympic Committee has already come out and said that they would not be taking advantage of of China's offer for vaccines, uh, choosing to opting to uh, do their own rollout. But like I said, back uh, back to a little bit about boxing and our friends in India who have been having a heck of a time here over the last little while because of COVID. Six-time Olympic uh, champion Mary Calm is one of uh, three Tokyo Olympic-bound boxers who will now begin training at the Army Sports Institute in Pune in the lead-up to the Games. Now, this decision was taken by the Boxing Federation of India after the National Camp for Women in Delhi had to be disbanded due to COVID-19 cases among boxers as well as the sports staff. So Mary Calm is going to be joined by other Olympic-bound boxer Lavlina Borgen, who is already at the facility. Simranjit Kaur is also bound for Tokyo and will train there as well, but only after completing the COVID-19 post-recovery isolation that she's currently in. So the way they're going to be doing this is the boxers are going to be placed in three separate groups with uh, sort of three separate bubbles with uh, two sparring partners each in in order to ensure that the risk of infection is minimal. Uh, However, Puja Rani, who has also qualified for the games, too, is going to continue to be training at her uh, the Lowry Inspire Institute of Sports, which is her current base. Uh, Mary Combe also was not going to have the immediate company of her coach and former boxer uh, Lal Yadev, who continues to be held in isolation after testing positive for COVID-19 back in April. Now, Yadev is expected to join the camp after returning a negative test in the next couple of days. Mary Combe told the Press Trust of India just on Wednesday I'm leaving today. I'm looking forward to it. Chote will uh, come in a while, so it'll be fine. I hope to also to be able to get vaccinated during my time there. The training was thrown into haywire after the suspension of the Delhi camp, but hopefully it'll now get back on track. I might even have a chance to train with uh, the mailboxers who are there at the Army Sports Institute. I routinely train like this in order to keep in good shape. So the next big assignment for uh, for the Indian team is going to be the Asian Championships, which as you guys will know, has been shifted from Delhi to Dubai due to COVID-19 surges in the city. Uh, the tour- that tournament is scheduled to get started on May the 21st and run through the 1st of June. Now, Combs says it's a huge competition and one that we desperately need before the Olympics. Training and sparring is one thing, but actual competition is something else. We need to test ourselves in the Asian Championships. Uh, Indian women's boxing high-performance director Rafael Bergamasco, uh, every time, <laughs> Bergamasco, <laughs> Rafael Bergamasco, as well as head coach Muhammad Ali Kaimar, were among the 21 campers who tested positive for COVID-19 at Indira Gandhi Indoor Stadium back on the 14th of April. Bergamasco and Kamer have since recovered, but will not be joining the camp immediately. Uh, Bergamasco is currently in Italy uh, to attend to a personal engagement, and Ali kalmar is, is completing his post-recovery isolation, currently at home in Kolkata. Uh, Hemanta Kalida, who is the General Secretary for B- the Boxing Federation of India, said, with the Asian Championships and the Olympic Games approaching, our focus will be to utilize the time that we have in hand and to maximize the training ahead of these two events. Considering the safety of players, coaches, and support staff, we've created a training, a training plan for players in separate clusters to minimize the risk involved. These are tough times, but as much as we have to be careful, we also have a job in hand and we are ensuring that our boxers can get back to camp and start training and start to train and work to get the best results possible. So the Army Sports Institute camp has been approved by the Sports Authority of India to run right through to the end of July. So they're going to be able to stay in camp, in and out of camp through competitions, right up to the Olympic Games themselves. So some good news out of India, at least that uh, at least the women's side has been able to get back to boxing and back to training, even if, even if it is under a slightly modified uh, regiment. Any news out of uh, the Czech Republic? Uh, No, not today. Not today. But we'll definitely be keeping an eye on that. That starts a little, I believe, a little later in the week. Yeah, I thought I thought it was ongoing right now. I was under the impression it was (laughs) based on yesterday's comments. I'm just double checking the EUBC calendar at the moment. Oh, actually, it is going on right now. It's uh, So they would have started just yesterday. It's going to be running through to the ninth. So we'll take a quick look at that one tomorrow as well. Okay. That's the Grand Prix uh, Ustinad Labam Invitational. Of course. As you would. But yeah, that that tournament's just getting underway, so we won't even be into quarterfinal action just yet on that one. But we'll do an update and we'll uh, we'll take a look and see how uh, our 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 British friends are are faring at that tournament over the next couple of days as well. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're not the only ones there. Well, it depends who you ask. <laughs> <laughs> true. Does so well, that wrap us for today? I think that just about does us for today, Graham. Thanks very much, Christian. appreciate that. Thank you very much. Good viewership, good listenership for tuning in. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow, Christian. I'll be here.